Hi, this is Adam Grayson, and you're listening to Master of One Podcast. You can find me at studiograyson.com. Welcome to this Sandbox episode of the Master of One Podcast, part two for this week. This week, we continue our Creative South Artist Series with artist Clark Orr. I'm Andrew, your Master of Art and Design. I'm Patrick, your Master of Television and Film. And I'm Luke, your Master of Toys and Games. So pop that collar, twist that hat, and get ready to be the coolest kid in school, because it's time for another episode. I'm way too cool for school. Sandbox episode. This is a continuation of our Creative South artist series that we've been in for the past month, and we are super excited to talk with our guest tonight. This is a guy that we met at Creative South, um, but his work far exceeds this past weekend because he has done work with Benny Gold, The Hundreds, Rebel 8. He was the head designer for Johnny Cupcakes for 10 years. This guy has been around the block, and his style is ultra cool, ultra unique, and he's super fun. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Welcome to the show, artist Clark Orr. Thank you. Right. Hey, thank you, thank you. All right. Okay, and just quick, uh, I see y'all's faces, but remind yes. me your names just so I know, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, we typically do that. We should have done that. That would have okay. been better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm Andrew. A professional would have done that. Okay. I'm Patrick. And I'm Luke. Okay, Andrew, Luke, Patrick, gotcha. So when yeah. you just said, when we just did it in that order, uh, when you said, and I'm Luke, I naturally wanted to say peace out. Like, and naturally <laughs> well, wanted to like go into our vocal inflection oh, and everything. Yeah, it was, yep. it was, it was exactly that. So Clark, um, like we said, your, your resume is, is quite impressive. You've done work with a lot of really cool, um, clients and your style, like we said, is very unique and cool, but tell people. So we ask everybody, um, who's on the show to start off with the Wikipedia page about yourself. Tell us who you are. Um, um, what got you started in what you do and, and what you do? Uh, well, I would love to think that I have a Wikipedia page out there. <laughs> and if I do, it's probably some kid I went to high school that hates me. But um, <laughs> So the Wikipedia is I was uh, born and raised in a little town in central Florida called DeLand. Between yeah, yeah. Daytona Beach and Orlando. You got, what? what do you mean? Oh, man, yeah. I'm, I'm from Florida. I'm a Florida kid. Oh, where, where in Florida? So I was born in Clearwater and lived in the uh, Tampa Clearwater. I went to school in Orlando. Oh no! Wait, where'd you go? Go to school. I went to I went to Florida Christian College for Youth and Family Ministry. Guess who's <laughs> not using that degree anymore? <laughs> <laughs> wait, is that in Lakeland? Uh, no, it's in it's it actually in Kissimmee, like right where the uh, like the rodeo is, the big the big rodeo, and where oh. the Astros play, oh, where they yeah. used to play, yeah, um, like all their spring training. Yeah. It was right across the street from that. Okay. Yeah, my dad is like super into like model airplanes, and there's this thing that happens called Jets Over Deland. It happens yeah. every May in Deland, Florida. That's so that's so how funny. I know it. It's a it's a huge skydiving community. So, um, our, lots of fields it makes sense. Yeah, lots of fields to like. You know, when I actually when I was growing up, we had a big field next to our house, and we'd have parachuters like land there every now and then. But it was like five miles from the airport, so they were really terrible, apparently. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's small little town. It's uh, 
you know, now I guess it would be considered like a suburb of either Orlando or Daytona or, or maybe getting there. A lot of people work, you know, there and, and travel yeah. to, to either Daytona or Orlando for work. Um, but I uh, grew up, I was the son of a, of an accountant who my mom, uh, was the accountant. And then my, my dad was a sign painter, which is a little Sweet. thing that graphic designers like to talk about, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I guess that that's kind of the, the born and reared part. I, uh, I went to high school and, um, early into high school, I got into to punk and hardcore and started going to, um, to you know, live concerts or shows as we call them. And I would see posters, you know, up, up on the windows of the venues. And that was kind of my, Oh, like graphic design is kind of cool. And then the whole, like, maybe I can do some band shirts and posters or whatever. And I had all the upbringing from working in a sign shop with, with my dad and my brother, you know, our whole lives. Yeah. So it all, all really kind of connected. Um, and then I would say is, is when I kind of realized like there, there's more to this than just like messing around on the computer. And, um, so about 2001, I think early 2001, I started, uh, a graphic design class at, at high school. We had really early versions of Photoshop and the computers were terrible, but I tinkered around and started making logos, started working with Photoshop and Illustrator. Um, and that was kind of my, my entree into, to, to graphic design and, and honestly just start, started making, start, I basically monetized it as soon as I could because it seemed like people were really interested. So, so All right. Know. So, okay. So your, let's, let's talk a second about your, your, um, your upbringing around a sign painter. Right, yeah. So your, your style, um, lends itself well to a very, I don't want to say vintage, but I think I feel like vintage is maybe overused and maybe not quite descriptive of what you do, but it definitely has a classic look. Right. Um, it definitely has um, maybe a more traditional, maybe that's a better word to say, a traditional yeah. style. Um, does that, is that, um, did, did that derive from your upbringing and seeing the, the hand painted signs that your dad worked on, or is that just entirely unique to you? I would say. I would say kind of both more so, yeah, I was, um, I was surrounded by a lot of graphics and, and understood and, and got a feeling for, uh, what composition and layout was early on before I even really knew what those terms were, what it, what it meant. Um, so yeah, I would say that a lot of what I do now, um, is really kind of core fundamentals I learned from my dad as far as composition and, and layout go hierarchy and all that. Um, so I would say that's, that's the root of it. Um, I got an email today where someone said that they mentioned my style. Uh, they said heritage, which is kind of an interesting term, but along, along those, those lines of like classic and traditional. Um, so yeah, I, I would say, I'd say partially that and then partially just influences. A lot of my influences are from, you know, a different era, a different time, just for whatever reasons, it's very nostalgic to me, even in terms of graphics, let's say from the thirties that obviously I wasn't around for, so I can't have a, an authentic nostalgic, uh, experience with, but, um, it, it kind of beckons to, you know, like this, this part of me, it's like this, um, this thing where things were a little more like honest or a little more, um, time and effort was, was put into it. And I don't even know if like, 
I honestly care about those things as much as like I just I enjoy the aesthetics. Um, sure. sure. So now, now when you look at a, at a logo or a font, and you can read exactly what the font is, or you can tell what exactly what the font is, like instantly. Um, that's not a bad thing. I, I use a lot of fonts myself, but there was a time when all that was hand hand you know written or lettered or um, yeah. drawn out. So I think that that connects to a little part of me, which saw my dad doing that as, as a youngster. Um, sure. But also, it, there's just no escaping that the art, um, you know, is never going to be as cool. In my opinion, is never going to be as cool as it was uh, in times before I was even born, which is 1984. So, um, yeah, just it, it's it's very uh, it, it hits me in a in a really deep level, and I want to make that. So, yeah, that's you it definitely you can definitely see it in your work the other thing that i can see in your work is the influence of music so like you grew up going to shows much like i did i feel and um like what how did you translate you know your style is is very much um rock and roll like you have a rock and roll feel it's it's classic and uh but it's it's rock and roll it's that edginess like right. what are some of those bands or or what is that stuff that you bring over from um growing up to going to shows yeah i mean i i would say f probably first and foremost it's it's posters and um and t-shirt graphics like band merchandise that's really yep. what pulled me in as far in terms of uh this is something i could probably do um, I would say my first love, you know, and kind of the non uh, graphic design realm or graphic designer realm was going to, to record stores as a kid and seeing, you know, uh, Oasis, um, yeah. What's the Story, Morning Glory, or like uh, Weezer Blue Album or Green Day Dookie, all these like really formative mm, yep. early 90s to mid 90s bands when I started being able to pay for a CD or really when CDs became, uh, available on, on the mass market. Um, I want, like, I just wanted that. Like I, that was yeah. important. That was, that was like the big poster outside at the record store. So that had to have been important. And then you listen to those records and those records are really important to me. So, um, and in terms of like earliest, for sure, record covers, you know, going yeah. to my dad's records and seeing um, Led Zeppelin four and, you know, Leonard Skinnerd and Bob Dylan, all these records, I would see those. Then later as a kid, when I had my own taste, you know, it was like early alternative bands. And then in high school, when it became more of like, I want to do this, I want to create this myself. It was more, um, you know, punk, punk records. Um, so you know, when I was, when I was in middle school, it was like rancid. And when I was in high school, um, it was like, you know, some of my favorite bands are, are like hardcore and punk bands. So like, uh, I like to reference like strike anywhere, um, changes the sound is one of my fa all time favorite records and like completely yeah. changed my life. Um, there's just a hand I could kind of, kind of go on and on, but, um, <laughs> yeah. I'm that way about Jason Mraz. I totally get, <laughs> oh, I get Yeah, totally. <laughs> That's not um, a joke. He's being serious. No, yeah. I'm being 100% uh, serious. No, we can't connect on that level, but, uh, <laughs> okay. I'm there we can too, connect man. on the don't art worry, level. That's fine. Um, yeah. Bands, bands like newfound glory. Um, one of my very first loves and to this day, I love every single record they put out. Um, yeah. so it's a lot of like, you know, uh, punk, pop punk, hardcore, um, rock and roll. I could 
list yeah. off like a million um, albums and bands now. Shy Halud is a huge yeah um, man hardcore band for me. Um, yeah. A lot of a lot of metal. Um, got into to metal through hardcore. So um, you know, I, I think as back, much like, much okay, you do <laughs> as much as much that happens. That's normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and like uh, you know, I, I got really into Unearth when I was younger. Yeah, um, man. Like Zayo, uh, just mm-hmm. a lot of different influences. And then the older I got, the more I'm like, oh, there isn't just punk and hardcore and like heavy music. Um, you so, know, I was into emo, like early emo and, and whatnot. So I, I could just rattle off tons of bands yeah. right now. It's well, so here's the Casey funny thing Jojo. that I've noticed: like a lot of these bands that you've named they were very good at branding themselves. Like they had a mark and a brand. And so, I mean, I can probably draw the correlation for you that the reason that you are so good at branding yourself is probably growing up seeing these other guys that do branding really well, even though they're in a rock band. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is like, I think back now and, and remember seeing like hard, you know, I can, let me just rattle off a few. So like, going to, to like a, a stretch Armstrong show and seeing like this really cool, like tattoo graphic shirt. I'm like, Oh, like I don't even have to, I'm not old, old enough to even get tattooed, but like I love <laughs> right. this band and I love that graphics and I know it's a yep. tattoo. I want it. Or like seeing, um, the band hopes fall. They're like an early, like, yeah, man. um, you know, like hardcore, like kind of e- like emo hardcore band, whatever. Um, they had really interesting modern graphics where it was like, you know, maybe like five inches wide, like really small compared to what shirt now shirts are like, you know, at least 11 inches wide, you know, just really unique, modern kind of takes on things. And I would buy that shirt and I would have no, no idea what it was, but I knew it was like kind of important, you know, and then going to see, you know, strike anywhere, for example, they have their logo is, is a circle with three down downward pointing arrows and it was it's a reference to an anti-fascist logo um, from I think World War II. So like that's not something I knew back then, but I knew they had a logo. And then you look at all these metal bands like Shy Halud with this crazy like s- kind of scratchy logo. You're like I don't yeah. even know what that means. And then you you find out. But it's you like knew a it was Shy Halud every time you saw it. Yeah, exactly. You'd like, see a kid like at a show, and you're like, man, he knows what's up. But yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, the, you can. It, totally draw a correlation a lot of the stuff i do now like logos like that could almost look like it was a um you know like a, a band shirt for someone on on trust kill or ferret or whoever back in the day it just all kind of comes together and then when i was seeing album art like you know some of my heroes you know who are now like really good friends of mine did these record like did these records that i love one of my favorite you know, record covers ever is, uh, poison, poison, the wells tear from the red. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was, uh, the Clark brothers who are now invisible creature that, yeah. you know, worked at tooth and nail and solid oh, yeah. state for years. Yep. I had no idea when I, when I got that record, when I was in high school, I just knew it was heavy as hell and I wanted <laughs> to see them really bad and their shirts were cool and stuff. And then, you know, I started getting into graphic design shortly after because of that stuff. And it's like, oh man, these like these guys are why I get into it. And then, yep. you know, I start actually doing t-shirt graphics, and then, you know, befriend, you know, like Brandon Reich, you know, aka Dark yeah. Collar, who you know did a lot of those early graphics. So he's, you know, we're really good friends now, and like we really look up to each other. 
and he's you know he's one of the reasons that I got into it and you know Invisible Creature when they were Asterix Studio and yep. um, one of my dear friends Dave Quiggle just got off the phone with him like hmm. between him and and you know Don and Ryan Clark I probably wouldn't be doing this so sure um, you can really pull it all back from all those records you know like Face Down Records and Trust Kill and um, you know, on and on, like solid state, all those, all those labels, like really kind of, you know, um, just left a mark on, you know, victory records, all these like, you know, labels. Yeah. That really, I'll, I'll just start naming it. The Jade tree. I'll start naming everybody. <laughs> Dude, I'm yeah, yeah, but you're talking you, my childhood you have, right now. Yeah. I was gonna yeah. say you've quickly become the most relatable uh, guest we've ever had. Uh, to Luke. <laughs> nice. Um, in the meantime, yeah. I'm sitting here going, I listened to Boys to Men when I was oh, in middle school. No. Don't, um, don't make me start singing. So, Luke has that sparkly road, look in his eye right now. Yeah, it's Luke crazy. looks like he's had it's the so most much I've to had drink. I've my but eyes he's... open in probably a week. <laughs> Luke looks says like so he... much stuff that Andrew and I have no idea what he's saying. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we're just like, like he has a brother. Like, cool, bro. Yeah. Cool, bro. <laughs> yeah. um, so let me ask you this. So um, the music influence, uh, obviously, we see that. I see, you know, you mentioned Dave Quiggle. Um, I love his stuff. I have some of his Disney stuff up in our in our bedroom. Uh, yeah, um, some of his so Mickey good. and Minnie stuff. And they almost look like um, like a, a tattoo flash. Yeah, yeah. Um, the style is just incredible. And I see some of that influence, actually, in some of your work. It's, yeah. it's pretty cool. Um, so tell me a little bit about how you take those influences right so heavy uh pop punk uh all those those things the music influences which are are clearly um a heavy part of your influence um and your passion about it we hear that in in how you talk i mean it's it's really evident um how do you take that and then bring that into a corporate client somebody like um uh johnny cupcakes who you were the head designer for 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 10 years um and johnny cupcakes is this apparel uh company that is is not musically based so like how do you take your knowledge base and your inspiration there and, and everything and carry that into your client work yeah, actually, Johnny Cupcakes might be kind of a funny example in that because he, uh, it was kind of birthed. He was out of like kind of the hardcore scene. Um, and like, whereas some of the, the work is like clean and, and kind of fun and not like necessarily like really edgy, um, right. a lot of that was really heavily inspired by that. So, not to like completely throw off your, your scheme, but. Um, I have, I have worked with, with a lot of, uh, you know, designers or I'm not designers, um, companies and, and, um, and agencies who are really corporate and, and need this clean look. And it's like, right. to your point, like, yeah, how do you bridge the gap? And it's funny cause I get that question like pretty frequently and I, I never really think of it. Um, huh. so I guess I, I don't have, I don't know. I, I don't, it's not cognitive i don't um i don't have to to figure out how to how to do that and well, for the part, most part sorry okay. go ahead yeah I, I would say when i really first started out i didn't know how to design a band shirt i knew how i could design a logo because i saw my dad doing those things and you know friends would ask me to do logos for them so in some in some ways i i kind of almost started out corporate and that was my way of working a computer and I think that's really the case for a lot of designers. Um, but the, the, the gap is bridged, I think, by my interest in that while, you know, punk and hardcore and, and all that stuff was a big part of uh, my, up, my upbringing, so to speak, it, 
um, isn't my only influence and isn't my only interest. So maybe that's the best way to put it. And also at the end of the day, my job is to uh, create a, a, um, a solution to a problem that a, that a client has and often they're, they're so varied and just different from the, from one to the next. So when someone comes to me and they're like, we need a really simple, um, logo mark and here's, here's the influence that's not really going to correlate with, with the punk influences, but there's a lot of punk bands that, that really kind of bridge that gap themselves. So you look at bands like Finch who their, sure. their logo is, is an F that makes like a, a bird's head. Um, yeah. That was done by I think um, uh, uh, Baldo Labs, um, and you know so you have this real this mixture of like really clean and you, that's juxtaposed on this like really gritty photo and so a lot of bands were doing that. You look at at mo- right. most band logos now and they're super clean and could almost work in a corporate setting as like a logo for like a um, early progressive company for instance. Um, so, so sometimes the, the, the bridge is, is, isn't very long. So, so that gap that, that needs to be crossed, um, is, isn't as vast. Whereas, you know, sometimes someone will, a client will come to me and it's, they'll reference a, a design and then they'll want something completely different. It's like, I don't know where you found me or like <laughs> how you yeah. think I, I can pull this off. But, um, uh, yeah, I would, long story short, I would, I'd liken it to, um, my, my interests. And then, you know, at the end of the day, it's a business and I need to, to, to nail it when it, when a client comes to me, no matter what they, they have, if, if it's going to work out. So yeah, I don't well, know if that was talk helpful. a little bit more about, no, it's, it's, I'm sure it's great for Andrew. Uh, talk, uh, <laughs> about like the client relationship, like, um, cause you just made the comment about, you know, obviously it's, it's your job if you have a client to, you know, kind of make your client's dreams come true. So what, what does that look like? And do you think it's easy for you to kind of at times be able to put your personal opinions about it aside in order to give the client what they want? Or do you feel like it's more of your job to kind of get the client what's better for them as opposed to, you know, what you perceive as being better as opposed to what they want? Like what's that yeah. back and forth yeah, like? That's a good question. Um, I literally just had this same conversation like three hours ago with a, um, with an agency who are, you know, they're trying to give me a client and um, they're, they can already tell it's going to be pretty tricky working with them. And a lot of times, and the, really I've been doing this for 15 years and the, the longer that I do it, it almost seems like the more at the end of the day I realize I need to make this client happy. And a lot of times that doesn't make me happy. And there are different designers will tell you different things. So some designers will tell you like, look, they're hiring you. So like at the end of the day, it's your call and it's your way, it's your way or the highway for them. Uh, but really a client is paying me to, to do what they want. And if they're going to babysit me, they're not going to get a hundred percent of what they're paying for. So they don't get a hundred percent of me. And, um, you know, at a certain point I, I can really tell at this point, I, I kind of have a sixth sense about it. Like if it's starting to go downhill, I'm like, you know what? I just, I need to do what they say so I can get out from under this nightmare. <laughs> um, sure, sure. and then there's sometimes where you got to fight for it. There's sometimes where like, I nail the logo, like right out the gate and I present it to them and they're like, I don't know. Can you do something else? I'm like, Honestly, I did six ske- six sketches or six finals, 
and I'll show them to you, but like, I swear to God, this is the best logo you'll ever get from anybody. But if you, know. you pick one of those, I'm going to reach through this computer and I'm going to yeah. strangle you. It's like, yeah, yeah. It's like, do you, do you want to le- win the lottery right now for, for logos or do you want to be right? <laughs> you know what I mean? And, I, yeah, I love it. You know, a lot of, a lot of times I'll tell a client, I'm like, you know, what you have in mind and what you want isn't what you need. And it, that's, that's the biggest truth I could ever give a client is like, this is what you like and this is what you keep seeing on Instagram and this is whatever. But I, I'm telling you like, your name, like your brand name is really weird. And if you want me to do that in a script, no one's going to read it ever. So like, we need how to do they usually respond to plan. that? Um, some, some get it. Some don't, uh, I mean, you know, people are, that I work with are normally like a good talkers and they can be like, well, maybe just try and see how it goes. And then that'll probably lead sure. to them like picking it. Um, but for the, for the most part, I try and steer them in the right direction and I say things like listen like you have this idea in mind and and I know what you I know exactly what you want and I can do that in like you know a day or two but I'm gonna be real with you like that direction is the complete wrong direction in a year at least or at most you'll be saying you know what you you made the right decision so it's a lot of a lot of a lot of my work is educating a client so sure yeah. So I have a question just to ch- switch it up a little bit. You're yeah. on your store. You have draw skulls and that's all over everything. Yeah. Uh, where, what does that come from? Uh, yeah, I get that question a lot too. Um, I, you know, I, I draw skulls. I've drawn, drawn skulls for years. I've, I, you know, when I started doing graphic design and getting paid for it, I started doing uh, band t-shirts. So I did a lot of skulls. Um, and then that would, that led when I was doing it full time, it, it led, um, you know, to telling people what I do for a living. So I'd be like, Oh, you know, I designed uh, band t-shirts for touring bands and, you know, shirts that you would see in hot topic and whatever. So, Oh, like what, like, do you have anything, you know, like a picture of what you do? And at, at the time I probably didn't have like a smartphone. I don't even know if sure. we had iPhones back then. Um, so I'd describe them and sometimes I'd just be like, yeah, I draw a skull, you know, I put yeah. it, I, I don't think I said it like that, but I was like, I'd put a skull and some, whatever. Um, and then it, it kind of became a joke. And then I, I think I was doing a podcast like three years ago and I was explaining how I, or, you know, when I was young into design, I, I messed around with doing websites and did quite a few, but I was never really good at it. And I was, you know, I, I didn't know how to do a, a really good website, but I could draw, draw a skull. Sure. And I think I think that led me to start saying like draw skulls, and I was like, oh, that's like a funny command, yeah, you're like a phrase, like draw, like <laughs> like not I draw skulls, but go draw skulls, oh, yeah, like, yeah. Your I your directive is to draw, draw a skull, yeah. yeah. So it's like a verb, like like draw skulls. So yeah. uh, I just started putting it on stuff, and it, it kind of cool. caught on, and um, it's just like a little tag to, to put to my name. So some, sometimes people will see that and know who it is. And a lot of times they won't. So, sure. All right. So I have a question, um, about process and, um, specifically, so I'm a huge, huge fan of Johnny cupcakes have been for, for years. Yeah. And when we, um, when I went to Boston a couple uh, last year, sometime or a year and a half ago, finally got an opportunity to go to one of the stores, um, and uh, was just like geeking out. It was like yeah. a kid in a can. I was taking pictures of everything right. in there, and I was just stoked um, to be there. And um, so, so tell me about the creative process as it pertains to Johnny Cupcakes when you were there 
as the head designer, what is that process like? Because it's ultra creative, ultra pop culture-y. Um, you guys seem to have like involved every kind of property, whether through parody mm-hmm. or through um, actual like collaboration. Talk to me about the creative process there. Yeah, um, I would say the the creative process is, is isn't much different than what I do now, and a lot a lot of ways that informed what I do now because um, meeting Johnny and and getting in uh, on the design side um, there at Johnny Cupcakes was pretty early on in my career. So um, yeah, it, it was a little little different at first because we were working long distance. He used to send me like the roughest like silliest sketches like literally like mail them to me because it wasn't easy to like you know email like it isn't you can send like a 15 megabyte file now back then you're like capped at like one or something and <laughs> yeah, right. i don't even know if he, i don't even know if he had like a scanner back then so he would mail me like a manila envelope of, of sketches wow. and like notes and stuff <laughs> which i need to find i need to find that stuff it's buried somewhere yeah. but it's probably moderately valuable <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. want to frame some of it i'll give it you up. 20 bucks yeah, yeah. Say sell it on <laughs> ebay <laughs> something bury that back there so <laughs> yeah anyway it's definitely like sentimental um but 50 <laughs> <laughs> just keep going up um so i uh <laughs> that was funny so so yeah so it, he would send me sketches and i was learning how to design back then and it was really bare bone i know this isn't really what you're asking but like it's really bare bones back then because it was really just me and him, and I would I actually designed the website and kept up with the um, with the inventory. So e-commerce was fairly new back wow. then as well, wow. as far as independent brands. So he would, right. I was in um, I was in college, and he would send me he would call me on the phone actually, and I would write down um, the sizes that we were out of. So he'd be like. Pink logo shirt, um, girls small thought, you know whatever it was. So to update wow. that every day, which is funny now, like it's sure you know all that inventory is just built in into websites. Right. So yeah. Anyway, so the process was very involved, you know, in every single facet. Then and as the the company evolved, so I got uh, I got got involved with Johnny Cupcakes. I think early in two thousand three. He, uh, and that's, that's when he was really starting to take it seriously. And, um, in the next two or three years, the brand like just kind of grew almost like exponentially. And then, um, you know, he couldn't keep up with it. I couldn't keep up with it. So we just got more, he got more people involved and eventually opened up physical locations and, um, it started to become a deal, you know what I mean? And I, so I graduated college and started freelancing doing uh, predominantly band t-shirts, almost all band t-shirts. And he started to take notice and was like, you're doing a lot less designs for me. Why, we need to figure something out. So he hired me and I worked long distance. So he's based in, in Bo- right outside of Boston. And I was living in Deland, Florida, you know, and I would send him graphics online and stuff. And when he hired me, um, my my grandfather was really sick at the time, so we were taking helping take care okay. of him and my grandma. Um, so I was like, you know, I I can't move. We need to just kind of be here for family right now. Um, he was totally cool with it, and and I I built a house um, pretty soon after I, I saved up a bunch, built a house. So I was stuck here, um, and that led me to uh, to basically go up there every, every other month for two weeks at a time 
which is an insa- wow. insane schedule. It was my, it was my second yeah. home. Wow. So I would, uh, I would live, I basically stayed with him, you know, and, and the process was a little different then because I was working right next to him. And then I, we would go, yeah. we would go into his office, which was the back of the very first store, um, and crank out designs and work, work at his house and crank out designs. So specifically in terms of process at Johnny Cupcakes, it was like, you know, sketching stuff out and just like taking it right into the computer. We would like, we would crank out designs like, um, like a few a day, you know, for yeah. like over a couple of weeks and you build up a pretty steady catalog. You know, yeah. some of it was like the worst design I ever did, but like, you know, a couple of those were the best things I've ever done for Johnny Cupcakes and made like a ton of money. Yeah, so it, sure. it was a little, little hit or miss, but, um, but yeah. you were ultra hands on. I mean, the creative process for you is you and Johnny just nailing stuff, you know, knocking stuff out. That's yeah. just seems, uh, you can't get a whole lot more, uh, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Like integrated into yeah. the creative process than that. Yeah. It's um, super collaborative and, and really yeah. like, look at this design right now. What do you tell me what you think? Kind of, kind of a deal. Yeah. So, so yeah. So tell us a little bit. So right before we started, you, um, you mentioned, uh, that you had something that you just, uh, finished talking about. Um, and what, tell us about that project. You have something coming up. Are you talking about like the the top secret kind of stuff or the or the Hellcats? Well, we we'll, we can get to the top secret stuff oh, okay, in a second, but yeah. let's talk about the Hellcats. Yeah. So, um, so right now, if, like if you go to to my website, which is clarkor.com or clarkordesignco.com, you'll see uh, products like prints and and pins and um, pencils, like all sorts of goodies, some shirts and stuff. Uh, that that stuff I've been doing for for a few years. And, um, for, for a while now, I, I tinkered with the idea of, of creating a new brand that was outside of my name. So I had a pseudonym, um, right. which was, which is really difficult to put my name just on, on anything right now. So I tinkered with that idea and, and me and my wife were recently, you know, about a year ago, just kind of thinking about how we could work, work together on, on some projects and really release stuff like. Um, on our own that, that didn't really make any sense. So we were like, why don't we just start our own thing? And it's kind of like her ideas and my ideas just kind of mashed into one and, and like really start something new. And, and that's where we can put some of our ideas. And it started, it, you know, started to materialize. We started working on designs. Um, my wife is, is a, just a super talent. She's you know, got an amazing eye. She's like a killer photographer. She, um, is a, a seamstress. She makes her own clothes. She's just, she, she makes her own wow. like products, like, like wall hangings and, um, and garments and stuff. She's super talented and she just has an eye. So like, I feel like the, we felt like the, the team kind of combined could do something really cool. Um, so for about the past year, we've been cranking out ideas and brainstorming and it's finally materialized and we finally came up with a name um, probably like four months ago or so. So we really started to put kind of the branding to you. So we have a Kickstarter coming up. We just finished filming today. Um, it's going to be up. You can follow along at Hellcats Inc. on Instagram. Um, you can follow me along at Clark Orr at, on uh, Instagram and um keep up with what we're doing but it's it's really what i'm doing now currently 
but like in high gear and like really focused and it's just it's cool because it's it's like me and my wife like put in a blender it's like our both of our styles so it's cool for people that really know us when they see this stuff they're gonna be like that totally makes sense that's cool so you're not it doesn't currently i I just followed you on instagram currently there's no nothing but the logo in way of design so you're waiting to reveal all of that stuff at once yeah, you're a sly devil. Yeah, that's, well, that's, you're you are great. Well, that's what we that's what we did at, <laughs> at Johnny Cupcakes, and and I've always tried to do that with all with all of my all the brands that that I had some say in, or like um, my own stuff. Is I try not to tease, even honestly, like teasing that stuff as far out as we did was really going against you know what I wanted to to do like deep down. But honestly, it's it's definitely the smartest thing to do. That was that was my for work. a business. It might be the yeah yeah. So I just wanted to like all of a sudden like not even tell like like some of my friends just drop in and be like boom here's this whole line that I've been working on um, with my wife. So um, so yeah, we'll we'll be releasing stuff. You'll see some teasers in the the Kickstarter video. Um, we're just really excited. It's going to be things like um, like paper goods and prints, like home decor stuff, accessories. Sure. Uh, a lot of what I'm doing now, but but not so um, masculine and not so like Clark or driven, but it's very much my style and my taste. Um, but but paired with Brittany and like her vibe and aesthetic, and it's I, we feel really good about it. We've we've had a lot of I've had a lot of people reach out to me, um, you know, saying like, hey, you know, when you started doing like enamel pins, it really inspired me to to do my own, and now like it's my full time gig. It's like what, like wow, <laughs> that's awesome. Like if I put that much care and like thought and time into design, then maybe I can do something pretty cool. So, <laughs> so fingers fingers crossed, and um, we're just well, but 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 you are doing really cool stuff. You you said the phrase top secret just a little bit ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it sounds like you have some pretty cool stuff going on. Yeah. So of the top secret. What maybe what maybe is like the very tip top of that secret that maybe you could tell us uh, or something. Oh man. <laughs> um, so, I, so so a lot of stuff I can't say because I signed an NDA, sure. uh, which means I'm I'm not allowed to talk about stuff. But right. I've been working um, with a couple studios uh, out in LA recently um, and working on some some movie stuff and some some television show stuff that, that you, I think you guys are, are totally going to be into. And, and hopefully once it, once it's released, I can, I can kind of talk about it, but I think there's like a SWAT team, like just waiting to bust down my door. If I say, <laughs> if I say a word, it's like watching right now. That seems like an, un, an unnecessary use of funds. Yeah. To just, anybody who signs uh, an NDA, just think about how much they, money you're losing out on. Cause they're paying the SWAT. Yeah, team. Right. You could have gotten 15% more money if they weren't paying for that SWAT team outside your house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess what I can say is um, I'm working on some, some cool marketing stuff for, um, a, like a really big director right now, which is so weird. I think he just saw my stuff earlier today, which is crazy to think about. Um, oh, wow. I just went out for a meeting. Uh, I just got back last night, um, talking with him and, and kind of pitching some ideas. And that led to like a new, like project. It's a really big sequel to a cool movie that I'm sure you guys like and grew up watching as not a movie. I'll leave that uh, homeward bound. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Incredible okay. Term. Okay. So, like, I can I can tease that. I I, I can't say any 
like what it so, is and what the property is. So. Sure. But I that's, love that's hearing fine. how excited, like I love hearing that. So this is an exciting thing for you. Like you're like totally pumped about this and you're like, people are listening and thinking like, oh, if I could only meet Clark or like that would be the highlight of my life. And listen, and then, you'll be sorely mistaken. Uh, <laughs> you'll be let down. You will be, well, okay. You know what I can say is I can say this is a couple years ago, I got to work on a pizza box for um, a movie that involved reptiles and they may have something else in the works. So that's right. what I can say. But right. I, I might get sued for, for that too. <laughs> but, ah, Luke can edit it out. It's yeah. fine. All I need to know is just you just yeah, need to not. No, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, there's some some cool cool stuff in the works, and um, I feel like right now, you know, like I said, I've been doing this for 15 years. Um, I've worked really hard, and I, by no means do I consider myself a really um, financially successful person. I, I, <laughs> sure. I work very hard for the money that I, that I make. I, I, yeah. I think I can, I can say that in all honesty. Um, and by no means am I like a celebrity designer. Um, and I, I just, I feel like it, I feel really lucky for the opportunities that I've been given. And a lot of that has just been like years and years of hustling. Um, and not that, I mean, this is a whole tangent, but like, it's, it's funny seeing designers now who, um, and not even like big name designers, but I'll talk to like a design student and they'll, they'll yep. say something that, that almost sounds like they feel deserving of, of something. And I'm like, man, if you would have saw how much work, like how many ditches I had to dig design wise to like get yeah. to where I am and like <laughs> kind of the, the night staying up, you know, and getting up early is I feel like I, all that to say, I feel like I have a lot of momentum right now that recently started, even like as far as a few months ago, um, that I'm, I'm just trying to, to work really hard and be a good designer, be a good person, yeah. be a good husband, be a good cat and dog parent. And, yeah. you know, he <laughs> honestly, that's the most important Honestly, thing. the cat just ripped my awesome, uh, headphones apart so i'm using these earbuds and i'm so bummed but anyways all that being said is um i, I feel really fortunate to, to be working on these fun projects that i that i can't talk about so it sometimes if it, it sounds way glamorous than, than actually it is but i feel really lucky to be working on on something that's as fun and like you know is was a big part of my childhood yeah. and and things that i'm yeah. really excited to do so i don't want to take it for granted or sound like i deserve it so yeah man well here's the deal so we want to be cognizant of your time and we you know we want to make sure that we keep this um uh to a bite-sized interview right right? so we need to have you back because here's the deal you have barely gotten through any of the questions that we have for you i've got a whole list that's here um do a a machine gun round dude i'll i'll give me five seconds well well, a lot of them have to do with with the stuff you're not allowed to talk about yet so here's the deal (laughs) when when you are allowed to talk about your project when you're ready to release it and, and reveal it to the world dude come back on the show hit us up and we will we'll jump on on skype right away and just get that that thing in the can so that we can uh so we can be a part of that because we love what you do we're so excited about what you do your style is rad you're a cool dude and uh i know you say that you you feel lucky but you deserve it um you've been pushing like you said you've been hustling it and you've you've connected with the right people you do good work 
And when you do that kind of stuff, good things happen. So um, with that that. said, with that said, um, would you mind drawing some tokens for us um, so that we can figure out exactly what it is that we're going to be talking about next week? Okay, yeah. Where, uh, where, how do I do this? Well, we'll do it in just a second because that's it for our interview. Up next, tokens. So for the tokens portion of every episode, that's where we figure out exactly what it is that we're going to be talking about the following week. And since Clark is here, he has said so graciously that he will draw tokens for us so that we will know what our categories are. So Clark, go ahead and pick. I'm going to shuffle these these up. Oh, okay. um, go ahead and pick between one and three, and you'll be picking for Luke. Okay. He's like the three-card mommy. Yeah. <laughs> Only you can't lose. Okay, so I just say a number... Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, two. Two. All right, Luke. You got art and design. Nice. All right. Go ahead and pick between one and two, and you'll uh, be picking for Patrick. Okay. Uh, one. One, Patrick. You've got toys and games, which means nice. I have Finally. TV and film. You did fantastic. Isn't that all mixed hey, up? Like none of you guys. It is. Here. It's okay. all mixed oh, up. It's completely. Cool. But it's, we just have learned to love them over time. I've so just. I'm in love. The lines with are getting category. blurred. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice. The only category I'm not in love with is books. <laughs> but fortunately, <laughs> yeah. we've removed those categories for the time being, so we're we're all good. Nice. Hey, tell everybody where they can find you on social media and how they can support you and send you money and buy cool things from you. Yes, awesome. So if you want to follow. Follow me on, on the Instagrams and the Twitters. You can follow me at Clark Orr, C-L-A-R-K-O-R-R. You can also go to my website and buy some fun stuff at Clark Very fun stuff. Thank you, yeah, at ClarkOr.com. Um, and then if you want to follow along with what we're – there you go. It's got a little sticker pack. If you want to follow along uh, with Hellcats Inc. stuff, you can follow us on Instagram at Hellcats Inc. And – see all the updates we got a kickstarter going on really soon so keep updated through that so yeah dude all right so check out his stuff go buy cool things i've got one of the the, i got the gizmo uh how to how to take care of a a mogwai or whatever that you did it dude it's it's the goods nice um Pick up something from, from Clark because he does great work. Uh, if you want to find us, find us on mofonepodcast.com where you can find show notes and links to all the stuff we talked about in this episode. You can get right to Clark's website. We'll connect to all of his different Instagrams, including Hellcat. So if you want to go there, we, we'll post that as well in the show notes. Um, and you can find on our website as well, Episode Archive, where you can find the interviews with all sorts of other cool creatives and designers and illustrators and toy makers right there on the archive. Um, and we've done like, what, a hundred and, I don't know, a lot. A hundred and, like and a lot. hundred and a lot episodes. Yeah. yeah, we've done, I think at this point with all the mini episodes, we've done about 120 oh, episodes. Oh, wow, that's awesome. So we've got some in the bag. So you go in and there's something for everybody, unless you're looking for something in Spanish. There's not something for you. <laughs> um, um, while you're there, you can sign up for our Extra Bits newsletter. When you do that, we send you cool stuff from time to time, whether it's um, offers from our cool guests or just stuff that's coming up and, and ways to get involved. Uh, and it's free and easy, and we won't send you spam. I promise. And you can also find us on the social medias. Just search M of One Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, LO, Facebook. And I think that's it. We also have personal social media. Luke, what's yours? Luke Gall on Instagram and Twitter. Patrick? The Great Pats be on Instagram. That's with two A's and P Hill PhD on LO. And Clark, just to remind all the peoples what your social is. Yeah, Clark or C L A R K O R R. 
Perfect. And I'm at Andrew Sale with threes instead of E's on all the different platforms. Guys, we're out of here. It's been an absolute pleasure, Clark. We're so excited to see hey, what comes up next. Thank you guys for having me on. This was, this yeah, was awesome. I can't wait to come on and, and talk about what I've been working on. I promise. I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, pro- I promise um, we are just as excited. <laughs> um, so we're out of here. I'm Andrew. I'm Patrick. I'm Clark. I'm Luke. Peace out. Bye. Hold on to your butts. Draw skulls.